Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Ricky Chino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. Yes, yes, we are live once again in prime time. It is a Thursday. No Rick Uccino here with us. That's why I gave a little edited edition of our opening here. It is SP3 alongside Jeremy Bennett for another edition of the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast coming off. And even more noteworthy, newsworthy AEW Dynamite than even what we talked about last Thursday. Jeremy, mm. how are you doing today? Coming Good, off man. of a busy, a busy day when it comes to everything all elite wrestling before Dynamite, after Dynamite, and then all the news that dropped earlier today on Fightful. Man, I tell you what, though, I watched. Uh, I didn't get to watch Dynamite last night. I watched it this afternoon, and boy, I was. I was uh, sure in shock by the uh, top story that we're going to talk about. And, uh, man, then what a main event we had last night in the uh, in the trios match with uh, United Empire and uh, Will Ospreay and, and Death Triangle. Man, that was a, a great main event. And, uh, you know, again, a very solid dynamite. All-out card kind of feels a little weird to me, but I think uh, overall in the end it's going to be a good show just kind of feels a little weird but some of that might just be circumstance and things that are happening backstage which also we'll, we'll, we'll be talking about later tonight yes it's a lot of turmoil a lot of things going on in the world of all elite wrestling and we are here to discuss it and we welcome everyone it's about uh 12 of you 13 of you already joining us remember to drop the thumbs up on this video share this video with all your wrestling fans friends family on all your favorite social media platforms if you are new to the believe in pro wrestling podcast hit that subscribe button hit the bell to stay notified for all all the great content here. Rick dropped a, a fantastic interview with Damian Priest earlier this week. Me and Rick, we uh, did our regular live show on Tuesday, coming off a very newsworthy as well. Monday Night Raw. It's, it's just a good time to be a professional wrestling fan. You get some good wrestling on Mondays. You get some good wrestling on Wednesday. Even Tuesday has kind of gotten better under uh, under Triple H. And you know, if you're a fan of all things wrestling, you got impact wrestling tonight and then tomorrow you got rampage and smackdown but it's a good time to be a wrestling fan and a good time to be a fan of the believe in pro wrestling podcast and remember to sound off in the live chat we love the interactive nature of this podcast as well we got safit here with us saying what's up guys we got steven chambers in the live chat here with us sound off let us know what you thought about last night's aew dynamite uh to kind of echo what uh, Jeremy said. Uh, it was stunning, to say the least, of what we're going to talk about as the lead story uh, coming out of AEW Dynamite. Build the biggest main event matchup in AEW Dynamite history, and it happened in the middle of the show. We had John Moxley going up against CM Punk to determine the undisputed AEW world champion, and in just under three minutes 
John Moxley utterly destroys CM Punk after CM Punk re-injures his broken foot, uh, planting it wrong, I guess, and re-injuring the foot, and then Moxley completely bombards him, elbow strikes, twisting at the foot, and two paradigm shifts later, John Moxley, undisputed AEW World Champion. What was your thoughts on this matchup? This just it, it was a squash. It, yeah. it one of the first squash matches for the AEW World Championship that they've ever done. Yeah, I, I don't know what the uh, the bigger plan that they have cooked is here. Um, but uh, my initial reaction was just wow. I uh, did not expect the ref to count three. I don't think I've seen a crowd so stunned since Brock Lesnar beat Undertaker at WrestleMania 30. Uh, you saw the cr- the faces in the crowd just going, what just happened? And I, I felt the same way watching that match. I was truly uh, just uh, you know befuddled. And I'm wondering, are they playing into a lot of the speculation saying Punk's not happy in AEW, which I don't believe is true. I think he's perfectly fine. Maybe they're playing into some of that. I, you know, and I've seen some theories that this is a catalyst for him to turn heel, uh, where he blames the fans for pushing him to get into this match way too soon before he was ready. And look what happened. And so now he's going to blame the fans, you people. He's going to blame you people uh, for this and turn him heel, maybe as a result. But now it's like, okay, maybe we, maybe then we answered who's going to be in the uh, in the main event. We we don't know, which is another odd thing. This is such an oddly put together pay-per-view with injuries, suspensions, turmoil. We'll get into all of that later, but it's such a weird pay-per-view that now we don't know what the main event is. Yeah, but I I really feel like it adds to the intrigue going mm-hmm. into All Out. Like, I didn't come out of this matchup like, oh, why they do it? Like, I, if we would have got the screwy finish that a lot of people were predicting, I would have been like, oh, why they do it? And if we would have got somebody like MJF returning to kind of make this a, a non-finish, I would have been like, eh, it feels too early to bring back MJF. I think All Out is the perfect setting for him to make his return there in any type of scenario that they want to make him return there. I think that that's yeah. the right place to bring him back. So I didn't even like that. And I didn't like, you know, a 20 minute barn burner where CM Punk or John Moxley wins, because if you are doing this match again, you are giving away the pay-per-view matchup too early. You're giving it away two weeks early in this sense. They've kind of saved the pay-per-view quality matchup. They've kind of given CM Punk a, reason to be the babyface going into Chicago as he's going to be on, you know, an injured foot and he's going to be in his hometown. Now he's in the challenger position. So not only is he, you know, it's not him trying to unify the AEW world championship. It's trying to him for him to get back the title and uh, get over this kind of uh, streak that he has in Cleveland. In Cleveland, he walked out of WWE. He lost his first UFC fight to Mickey Gall. And then and, and then he gets squashed for the AEW World Championship. So, yeah, see, if I'm CM Punk, I am never booking a flight to Cleveland ever again in my life. Nope, never like. He's not going to like that town. Uh, it, it has not treated him well at all. Um, yeah, I, I guess you'd have to. I mean, you almost have to have the rematch for All Out. You can't just throw another title match in there with absolutely no build. It makes no sense. So uh, it, it'll be interesting. I, you think Punk might be the babyface here. I think he's going to be the heel. 
Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do uh, next week's the go home th- show. So I just think there's no way you make CM Punk the heel in Chicago. In Chicago it's it's yeah. basically what WWE tried to do in 2000, 2001, yeah. where the Texas crowd were always going to be in favor of Stone Cold and they decided to turn him heel and align with Vince McMahon. It just didn't take and it led to basically that heel turn is considered the catalyst of ending the most successful era in WWE history, the attitude era. So I don't think it's a wise decision. I think coming out of all out, yes, CM Punk should be the heel, but at all out, I think they've positioned him to be the baby face because John Moxley is now the big bad. Like that was just a dominant performance. Like you said, Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar against the Undertaker. It felt more like a mixture of Brock Lesnar versus John Cena from SummerSlam 2014 mixed with Brody Brody Lee uh, defeating Cody for the TNT Championship. It was kind of a hodgepodge of those two things combined into one. How dominant this victory was for Moxley. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go from here. I mean, it's you know it's based on what happened is punk going to be ready you know uh hypothetically with what he did so uh or is he faking it i don't know why would he fake it to lose the uh, match but i don't know uh there's a lot of uh questions left to be answered it's going to be interesting to see where they go uh next wednesday Yes, we got a bunch of guys, y'all in the live chat. Keep those thoughts coming. We got uh, Safit who says it was nuts. We got uh, Queen Mo who says, I just wanted Moxley to win and I didn't care how he did it, but I didn't expect him to do it like that. I don't think anyone did. I don't think anyone really did. That crowd, Uh, just showing the shots of the crowd just said it all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do say that. Um, Matt Black saying uh, Punk does something heelish to beat Mox at all all out, but he ain't going into the match as a heel. Come on, JB. Yeah, I don't see him going into the match as a heel. I can see him doing something heelish to win, but still getting cheered. And then yeah. maybe in the other places AEW goes after that, he could cut heel promos and get that heel heat that Please. he would get anywhere else outside of Chicago. It'll be interesting if he does win. You you got your first ever two-time world champion in Moxley officially on Wednesday. Then you get a second two-time champion if Punk does win. Uh, It'll be interesting to see. But obviously, if he does turn heel, it makes sense for him to win the title because then uh, you you can have a whole slew of baby faces chasing that. Brian Danielson being probably my number one pick for the the next pay-per-view. Could see that. Uh, could see maybe an even a babyface MJF coming back or babyface you know, MJF. What kind of world do we live in when babyface MJF is said in the same sentence? <laughs> crazy, crazy world we are living in, and it's crazy behind the scenes in AEW. Just when it seemed like all the people were coming back from injuries, Jeremy, we get a major injury announced on Dynamite as well as Thunder Rosa cut a very emotional uh, interview be- backstage, announcing that first it was kind of confusing because it kind of sounded like she was relinquishing the title at first, but then it was later revealed that at All Out there'll be 
be a fatal four-way uh, to determine the interim AEW Women's uh, World Champion. So Thunder Rosa is injured and she's out. She won't be defending against Tony Storm. It's now going to be Tony Storm versus Dr. Bird Baker, DMD versus Jamie Hayter versus Hakara Shida to determine the interim AEW Women's World Champion. But the more bigger story happened today as you know after dynamite uh there was rumors and reports running rapid first voices of wrestling talked about that there was major heat between dr Britt baker dmd and um thunder rosa which i mean <laughs> yeah do or do horses have do horses have uh hair on them yes yes they do <laughs> this kind of seemed fairly obvious that yes dr Britt baker and thunder rosa don't like each other because you you can't you can't fake the type of heat that they usually show with one another but they also said that jamie hater had developed some heat with thunder rosa after suffering the broken nose against her at yeah. battle of the bells three and uh we heard kind of s silly rumors like thunder rosa hit in the back room after their matchup with uh with jb Hater. so now fightful has come out with their own uh, own report confirming certain parts of voices of wrestling's report and they indicate that Britt baker and thunder rosa can't stand each other with that having been the case for well over a year still the two attempted to remain professional and work with each other and from uh, what Fightful had been told remain open to doing so for the sake of simply doing their jobs. However, Jamie Hayter also had developed heat with Rosa after she got her nose broken in a match recently. Much of the heat on Rosa has emerged from her working stiff in the ring. And it was also reported that the original plan for All Out was for Tony Storm to emerge victorious and win the AEW Women's World title from Thunder Rosa. So before we get into the other part of reported backstage issues with Eddie Kingston and Sammy, Sammy uh, Guevara, what's your thoughts on this whole situation concerning Thunder Rosa, the Heat, and her injury now out of All Out? Well, it, this is a uh, this is a business where not everybody is going to be friends, and it, that's you know that's just the nature of the business. It's not, you know, if it's surprising to people that not everybody gets along. Look at just what it takes to get on top, what it takes to get noticed, and things like that. Jealousy is going to play into it a lot, uh, or just personalities clashing. This is a a high volatile type of business, so. You know, it's not a surprise, but yet at the same time, it gives you good television. Look at that. Look at that lights out match we got between those guys. They hate each other. Hey, we win because uh, we, we get ourselves a good show. Uh, it's a shame that uh, Thunder Rosa is hurt, though. I'd love to have seen her compete against Tony Storm, even though kind of the, the whole making sense of, of all of this teaming up and now fighting each other again is kind of, you know, up in the air. It still would have been a great match. I think the word is Tony Storm was going to win anyways, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if she takes that interim belt um, at, at All Out. Uh, with uh, Steven in the chat uh, asking what kind of injury, it sounds like uh, bulging discs in her back is the injury, so uh, that, that'll hopefully uh, uh, subside uh, uh, ver relatively soon. Uh, but obviously it's clear Tony does not like relinquishing titles uh, and would rather go the interim route, which is uh, kind of unique. Uh, it's something WWE doesn't do, so that's kind of probably why they're doing it. And uh, honestly, I don't hate the idea, to be honest with you. I think it's um, we see how long we see when there's no champion in WWE for some time when like Brock was part time, Roman now, 
you, you get a, this gives you a champion on your show every week. So I, I honestly like the idea. Um, but it's a shame that, uh, that, that, that the match has to change, but it's kind of cool that, uh, uh, a couple other women and Jamie Hader and Sheeta are going to, uh, now have a match it all out. Yeah, I think for people who say, you know, they're sick of the interim championships and Thunder Rosa should have relinquished the title. Imagine, you know, Tony Khan usually gets heat because his booking of the women's division, to say the least, hasn't been the greatest. It's been somewhat horrible at times. And imagine the heat he would have gotten if he didn't decide to do a interim women's world championship and would have relinquished the title from Thunder Rosa after allowing CM Punk to hold on to the world title. It would have been World War II in in the social media wrestling verse, the wrestling community, if he would have done that. I, I think it makes sense. It builds to a bigger matchup, and he wants to do Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa. So I do think that Tony Storm is definitely definitely the favorite but we'll talk about who we think will walk out the interim aew women's world champion in a bit but first there's the other part of the backstage drama and issues that are coming out of aew dynamite with eddie kingston and sammy guevara so uh late last night after dynamite reports emerged that eddie kingston had been suspended from aew kind of quietly under the radar type of thing and then fightful released a a report saying that eddie kingston and sammy guevara were supposed to compete at all out but that doesn't seem like it's happening aew hasn't confirmed one was or another but eddie kingston has been off television the last couple of weeks with Fightful gaining word that he was briefly suspended by the company. Fightful has been unable to confirm that with All Elite Wrestling, but I've heard that he's already completed it. Kingston has not been present at recent All Elite Wrestling segments, and we and they've been told that at least one segment to build the once-planned all-out match with Guevara and Kingston had been scrapped. Rumors among the talent that they've heard um, that Kingston and Guevara had developed heat and it devolved into an altercation and the word backstage was that Guevara made a comment about Kingston's physique and Kingston took a swing at him. This was later kind of divulged in a different report earlier today where they gave a kind of a more recounting of everything that happened. Uh, Fightful was told that Eddie Kingston was mad because Sammy Guevara hadn't spoken with Eddie or cleared the content of a promo that ended up being edited off a show. The two had not conversed since the Blood and Guts show where Kingston threw Guevara off the the steel cage. Uh, They've heard that Kingston had actually to work with Sammy who didn't have people exactly angling to work with him after his feud with Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Those that Fightful spoke to said that there were certain clear parameters set on Sammy Guevara's feuds and promos to not mention his ex-fiance which we're told has never come up or been pitched anyway. The original plan was for Eddie Kingston to win the all-out match. In the edited out promo Sammy Guevara referred to Kingston as a fat piece of shit which Kingston took exception to as he felt it buried the match if a fat piece of shit beat him. 
Uh, the crux of the frustration, however, was how Sammy Guevara followed up with this after being perceived as difficult to work with in previous feuds. After that, uh, Fightful was told that Kingston had yelled at Sammy Guevara, who yelled at him. Kingston responded by pie-facing Guevara, and Sammy ended up being incredibly unhappy with this, and Kingston was suspended for two weeks. Fightful was unable to reach out to Eddie Kingston, who wouldn't confirm the recounting. Was able to, They were able to... Uh, reach out to Eddie Kingston, who wouldn't confirm the recounting of events, but said, I was wrong. That is all. And then just before we got started here, another report came out where Sammy Guevara gave a quote to Fightful saying, and I quote, as a professional, you communicate things that you don't want to be said like other people I've been in programs with and have worked with Matt Hardy, Jericho, and others. And I did communicate of what I didn't want to be said in the angle, and Eddie didn't. But Eddie did not do the same, and Eddie did not mention to me or the coaches or TK or anyone in AEW what he didn't once said. So after ties and my match with Sky Blue and Dante, I cut a promo on Eddie insulting Eddie and the fans as a heel, which I know the thing everyone loves to do is hate me and Ty. So I'm the perfect person to play this asshole character for Eddie to ultimately beat at all out. I see what people say online about Eddie and his appearance, which anyone who legitimately shames Eddie for how he looks can go to hell. It's the same people who shame me for being too small. So Sammy Guevara, the character, I could be the physical person playing that person that Eddie can shut up at all out. But Eddie did not do the professional thing and communicate to me, which if he did, I would have never said it because the last thing I want to do is hurt someone for real. So after the promo, I get to the back and Eddie is flipping out, yelling, you can't call me fat over and over as I'm trying to walk down the stairs in Gorilla making a big scene. People get in between us. Eddie tries to pie face me and he more, more or less touches my face. It was weird. And everyone backs everyone up. It was unfortunate because this promo was on a tape show and easily could have been edited out, which they ended up doing anyways. I know this isn't Eddie's first time being aggressive and getting out of control backstage. I know he had to do some kind of anger management after this whole thing. This whole thing was very unnecessary, but it is what it is. Live and learn, I guess. On to the next one. Yeah, I think... Um... I think at this point it's water under the bridge. Um, Eddie Eddie has admitted he was wrong, um, you know, and and you know they probably should have had a communication, and that's and that's probably part of the reason for the the talent meeting that uh, Tony had here. Uh, was it yesterday? Yeah, um, before dynamite. Yeah, so you know, communication is key, and and a lot of these people are are complaining about their status or things like that they're probably not talking to tony you know the communication is key you got to talk with with your boss you got to talk with your co-workers and uh, be on the same page and things like this won't happen again um i think i i see sammy's point of view it it was kind of a good booking but again they should have communicated and uh and asked eddie if it was okay um eddie of course already admitted he was wrong of it so um you know i think i think we're past it at this point it's unfortunate that we're not getting the match because it probably would have been a hell of a good match um but i think uh i think in the end i think it's a positive i think uh, eddie realizes what he did wrong sammy probably realizes what he did wrong and going forward 
maybe uh, Sammy will be better to work with and, and Eddie will, uh, you know, Eddie's always going to be Eddie, but uh, realizes this is his biggest moment or biggest break of his career. So um, I think he's smart enough to realize that he'll be better going forward too. Yeah, like like kind of what Sammy said in his quote, you live and learn. And I think this is a learning experience for Eddie. And I get I got where Sammy was coming from. I was firmly on the side of kind of Eddie Kingston after hearing the recounting of events. But after hearing, you know, there's always, you know, point A of the, uh, you know, one side of the story, another side of the story. And then there's somewhere in the middle after hearing all the different sides of this, I can kind of see it where Eddie kind of got a little out of hand, got a little out of control and kind of overreacted to something that Sammy wasn't trying to, you know, put him down in real life. He was trying to put him down as the character to kind of give, you know, the heat for this match coming up at all out. And now it seems like the match at all out is not going to happen. No. Nope. So now we got to figure out what we're going to add to that card. Um, you know, right now there's eight matches. Uh, I figure they're probably going to add at least a, one or two more. Uh, usually they have a lot more, about up to 10 to 12 on a card for AEW. So um, I don't know what even is left. I guess they, they, they don't officially have the uh, world title match on there yet. So no. uh, that'll, that'll be added. And then uh, they'll probably figure something else out. Uh, they'll maybe add something else into the buy-in too. Maybe, I don't know, but yeah. It's a shame because it would have been a good match. For sure. We got uh, Matt Black who says, I think Eddie's statement put things under the bridge, but Sammy putting out his blew up the bridge instead. I can't imagine TK was thrilled about Sammy putting this out there after the talent meeting. I mean, honestly, I kind of thought the same thing because I was like this uh, Sammy's kind of uh, comments that he gave to Fightful kind of pulled the curtain back a little too far in my opinion like i know you know you want to get your side of the story out there but you know saying that you know this is sammy Guevara, the character trying to get heat kind of giving away that the the finish was supposed to have eddie win and i thought that was like pulling back the curtain a little too much in my opinion yeah well we'll see what happens with sammy and Eddie, but we got so much to talk about coming coming out of Dynamite, going into All Out next week. Big show. So let's get into it with the five count. It's time to answer the five count on the Believe Podcast Network. About Moxley and CM Punk, uh, Jeremy. So we got to talk about what we now think should be the main event of All Out. We kind of alluded to it that we both believe uh, Punk and Moxley are going to have their rematch. But that's why I put what should be the main event of All Out coming out of Moxley's dominant win over CM Punk on last night's Dynamite. What do you think should be the main event of All Out on September 4th, Jeremy? Well, the fact that we are only nine days away from it, ten days away from it, uh, you know, you, you you can't really build anything new. It makes no sense. Um, so I, I think it's uh, Punk. Uh, uh, there's going to be some reasons for what happened last uh, last night, and those will be explained on Wednesday next week, and then we get the rematch it all out because uh you got to have punk uh punk in that main event in chicago i don't think there's any other way to go 
I gotta agree with you. Punk has to be in the main event. Um, I think that it's too, it's too short of a build, even if they announce, you know, the all out, a new all out main event, whether they put like Hangman Adam Page or Darby Allen, two guys that are in the top five ranking. Unless the Joker, unless the Joker wrestles that night, that's about the only other thing you could do. You can do something like that as well. But yeah, I think that Punk and Moxley are the two biggest stars in AEW. So they have to be in this one. But I think after the dominant win of of John Moxley, you got to put some type of stipulation on this. You can't just give us, you know, the same punk versus moxley and expect people to want to see this or they expect to drive you know last minute ticket sales or last minute pay-per-view buys so yeah. i think it should be punk versus moxley lights out the kind of moxley's forte moxley's type of matchup since you know moxley got his uh, you know the one-on-one undisputed championship matchup in his home state of ohio punk says you know we're gonna have the match now in my hometown of chicago and i want it in your type of match i now have to beat you in your type of match the lights out unsanctioned match yeah, I like that idea. I like the idea that Moxley has to drive the narrative in order for Punk to get another shot. And so uh, I think that makes complete sense right there. Yes. Ten days away from All Out, but that's not the only big title match that people are thinking about, just the AEW World Championship. Now they're going to determine an AEW interim women's world champion so we kind of alluded to it with the thunder rosa injury it's going to be dr Britt baker dmd jamie hater tony storm and hokara shida i'm very glad hokara shida is on this show she's the yeah. only woman that's been on all four editions of all out now and this fatal four-way is kind of something jeremy i've been talking with rick for weeks about that i wanted i wanted thunder rosa in there with you know three of the women in the place of uh she but I'm glad we're getting the four-way. We needed something to kind of juice this up, make this more interesting. This is definitely more interesting than straight up Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa, but who walks out the AEW interim women's world champion? Well, Sheeta hasn't really been featured much lately. I think Hater and Britt, I think they're going to, I think the relationship's going to dissolve here, start to dissolve with this match. I think I'm surprised they've lasted this long together. I figured one was going to turn on the other by now, but I think we're going to get the beginnings of that here. And so with all three of those things in play, I think it's easily uh, safe to say that Tony Storm is going to win this, in my opinion. I, I would definitely usually agree with you. But I'm all here for the AEW women's division getting more and they deserve more because the talent has improved exponentially over the last couple of years, you know, with the additions of Tony Storm, Thunder Rosa, Athena, Jade Cargill. Uh, you know, they got their mainstays that they've had since day one, like Hikaru Shida, Britt Baker, Nala Rose. But it seems like the AEW women's division only really matters when one person has the gold. And that one person is Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. So I'm saying Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, regains the gold, and they should play into the reports. 
You got the report saying that her and Thunder Rosa have this heat. I don't <laughs> think there's any bigger matchup that they can deliver on than Dr. Britt Baker D- DMD versus Thunder Rosa. One more again, one more time for the undisputed women's world championship. Yeah, and it's been enough time since that feud and the lights out match that uh, that it would be exciting to have again. Um, and obviously, uh, she is the top player in AEW. Britt Baker is so uh, I would not hate that well as well. Then you can have someone like Tony Storm chasing uh, Britt Baker at that point because you're going to have Britt retain against Thunder Rosa. So then you could have Tony eventually maybe take it off of Britt down the road. And you can also have something where they they've had these interim champions with the TNT title, with the world title, but they've never had the interim champion lose the title. You know, if the whole plan from the beginning was for Tony Storm to eventually get the title, instead of giving her, you know, the interim championship at All Out, you can have Britt win it at All Out and then Tony take it off of her at like Grand Slam or, you know, so another big show. You got the anniversary show in October, so you yeah. can have something different with this interim women's world championship to make it different than the interim world championship or the interim tnt title yep definitely but before we get to all out on september 4th jeremy it's a big one next week aew dynamite i totally agree with what you said earlier last night aew dynamite the main event was one of the greatest trios matches not just in aew history one of the greatest trio matches i have ever seen like non-stop action i do my review for aew dynamite over on the true hill heat youtube channel i had a, almost a full page of notes of the different moves at different sequences that went down you had osprey versus ray phoenix at oh. time you had Osprey open. and Pack creating magic together. You had mm-hmm. Aussie Open and Lucha Bros having some great action. You had the return of Kip Sabian here, and then the big finish with the elevated Oz Cutter. So the United Empire, Will Osprey and Aussie Open move on to the Dynamite Finals, and across the ring will be Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, the Elite. We get Kenny and will in the ring together so who wins next week on dynamite jeremy is it the elite or the united empire uh it's gonna be the elite because i think we're the story the just the the story that is set out there is gonna be dark order and the elite in the end and uh what what's hangman gonna do is he gonna turn on the dark order uh uh you know or is he gonna join the dark order maybe if uh uh, if not everybody could compete, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of questions and and uh, a lot of stories there. So I think that uh, that is your only option really is to have them in. Um, I know some people thought having uh, Osprey and Omega face off before like a Wrestle Kingdom is a bad idea. I think it's a good precursor. Uh, there's been a lot of history, and I think this is a good warm up to lead to something like that at Wrestle Kingdom, or maybe. Maybe these two face off at uh, at Arthur Ashe or something else. You know, uh, it may not ne- it may not necessarily be Wrestle Kingdom, but I'm excited for that matchup on that left side of the bracket. Um, but I think it's obvious that it's going to be the uh, the elite coming out on top. I gotta agree with you on this one. Even though Will Ospreay, my lord, he's having one of the greatest uh, that double ring. that double poison Rana spot with him and Pac was. <laughs> It's just tremendous, man. 
staring at each other afterwards. I, I was so excited to see. I'm excited to see Will Ospreay versus Ray Phoenix after yeah. that match. Will yeah. Ospreay versus Pac. I would love to see. Love to see Aussie Open versus the Lucha Bros after that matchup. And Will Ospreay just had one of the best weeks in wrestling uh this past week whether it was you know three nights of the g1 getting a win over juice robinson a great matchup against tensuyo naito a match of the year candidate against kazuko okada then he flew to england to have a banger with uh speedball mike bailey then lose the rev pro british undisputed heavyweight championship after a two-year reign to ricky knight jr rkj and then flew here uh, flew down to cleveland to have that tremendous trios match with death triangle what a week for him but the week is going to come up short and the elite are going to move on to the finals he could wrestle a microphone and it'd be a five-star match so I mean, he kind of wrestled a microphone after the show with the comments uh, Omega and uh, Osprey said to each other. Did you catch that? I did. I saw it on the, on Twitter here, but uh, I did not watch it yet. I'll need to catch that one to get done here. Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, it was. It got very heated on the mic with these two. So, I like you. I'm looking forward to what it, whenever it happens, whether it's Wrestle Kingdom, whether it's Full Gear, whether it's uh, next year's Forbidden Door Two. I'm ready for Omega and Osprey, and I think that next week is going to be the little sample that we need to get our you know mouse mouse watered to watch yeah. this match up here. But let's go to the four count of another dream match that was teased last night they 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 gave us basically last week they made the challenge sanjay dutt jay lethal and satam singh for a trios match against ftr and wardlow and everybody was like oh man why does the tnt champion not defend the title again why does ftr not defend one of their three titles why do they have to be stuck in a trios match with jay lethal satam singh and sanjay dutt and then Sanjay pulls out the rabbit out of his hat after a really good opener between Jay Lethal and Dax Harwood with Jay Lethal getting the win. Santa, Sanjay Dutt said, we challenge you to a trios match, but we didn't say who Lethal's partners would be. It's not Santam Singh. It's not Sanjay Dutt. It is instead Impact Wrestling's own, the Murder City Machine Gun. So this turned into a dream trios matchup, but... Coming out of it, Jeremy, do you think we get FTR versus the Motor City Machine Guns coming out of All Out? I would hope so, um, but they're with Impact Wrestling, so it's hard telling. But obviously, the uh, the relationship is good, so that would be a, a definite uh, uh, thing. Uh, you got to wonder when they're going to challenge for the AEW Tag Titles at some point. You wonder if they're going to add those to their uh, uh, ever growing. Uh, stack of belts that they carry to the ring uh they're gonna have to start pushing them out in a shopping cart pretty soon because they got so many belts um but yeah i I really hope this leads to this at some point um because that is a a definition of a dream match right there uh legendary team uh of saban and shelly taking on yet another uh, it was basically a legendary team of the 2010s taking on a legendary team of today and uh, uh that's definitely something we hopefully will see down the road 
Yeah, the Motor City Machine Guns, if you don't know, they're one of the most influential tag teams of this generation, kind of the 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 tag team style that the Young Brooks have kind of popularized, uh, you know, other teams like the Briscoes, the, the other name that kind of puts into that triangle of kind of innovating this generation of tag team wrestling is the Motor City Machine Guns. And now FTR is kind of revolution now, kind of emerging of the style that the Motor City Machine Guns popularized mixed with more of like the 80s old school psychology based tag team wrestling and they're bringing it into you know the 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 furthering of the 2020s so I would love to see this match for the ROH World Tag Team Titles, IWGP uh, Heavyweight Tag Team Titles or AAA Tag Team Titles give it to me at Grand Slam in New York. You you got that big stadium. You need big matchups for that show. That's only, I believe, two weeks after All Out. You got to make these big matches, and that's a big match that I would love to see. So I'm booking it now, FDR versus Motor City Machine Guns in New York at Grand Slam. Yeah, timing is definitely right, especially if it plays into the Impact schedule. That's the beauty of Impact Wrestling. You've got the majority of the month to do other things. And so and it's it's great that Tony Khan and Scott DeMore have a great relationship to give us things like this. And uh, that's a perfect idea because, I mean, if that's just a couple of weeks afterwards, keep that momentum going and uh, give us that official dream match. Definitely here for it, but... Outside of all the dream matches and feuds that are going down at All Out, we, we talked about what we think is going to be the main event. We talked about that four-way, the trios finals is going to go down. You got a bunch of grudge matches with Jungle Boy versus Christian. You got a Powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Starks. But a match that hasn't been talked about a lot is the Casino Ladder Match. Casino Ladder Match has delivered some great big um, moments and big returns and always in the casino ladder match there is the joker during the first casino ladder match back at double or nothing 2020 brian cage made his debut and won from the joker spot in 2021 hangman adam page made his return after a few months off to win the casino ladder match and then go on to beat kenny omega for the aew world championship at full gear now my question for you jeremy our final question of the five count who do you think will be the Joker in the casino ladder match on September 4th at All Out in Chicago? Uh, the obvious answer is MJF because uh, he's been completely silent since uh, since this has uh, all gone down, since he uh, called uh, used the F-bomb on TV. Um, and Tony Khan refuses to talk about it, so I'm kind of wondering, did they make this a pseudo-surprise? Um you know, a lot of people are probably going to say Bray Wyatt, but I think he's, if he wrestles again, he's going to WWE, I think. Yeah. But Redbeard's there, so I don't know. You know, he's got friends there, so it's, it's hard telling what where his mind is at, and he really gives you no clues. So, you know, it, it's really hard to tell, but I don't think it's going to be Bray Wyatt, though a lot of people will say so. Um, I honestly think uh, unless it's uh, Kazuchika Okada would be kind of cool, you know, Tetsuya Naito, isn't he coming to the States soon? Um, I believe they're doing the shows in New York coming up in October, but I, mm -hmm. I don't think that's Not as soon, soon as, yeah, Chicago. So, 
I I really can't think of anybody other than MJF to be to to logically put in there unless Tony's got something really wild up his sleeve. I I can't think of anybody but MJF here. Yeah, I mean, he's he sounds like the perfect scenario that kind of fits into what they did with Hangman Adam Page last year, yep. where Hangman Adam Page was number one in the ranking and then lost that 10-man tag against the elite with the Dark Order and lost his number one, you know, ranking. So then he had to go home and kind of think about that. And then he came back, won the casino ladder match to kind of reinsert himself as the number one contender. You know, the main question with everybody we knew we kind of alluded to a lot of fans thinking that MJF would come back and be directly into the world title scene. And this kind of seems like their way to get there, their, their means to get him back into a main event position is him returning in the Joker spot, winning the casino ladder match. I think, uh, you know, I see Steven with a pretty good shot here saying uh, Koto Ibushi. I know Koto Ibushi is still hurt at the moment so i don't know if he'll be back that soon honestly that sounds like too soon for him to uh be back based on his like his he got a very serious injury in the g1 climax tournament last october and he's still been recovering from it that's why he hasn't returned to new japan um hiromu takahashi is another guy that i would love to see in this type of scenario if they're kind of continuing their relationship with new japan pro wrestling i do know a bunch of impact stars will be in uh in chicago during that weekend as well so you could throw someone someone in there like uh and eddie edwards speedball mike bailey maybe uh that would be kind of interesting but yeah i think we're all in agreement if he's saying the same thing and definitely the joker control your narrative seems pretty dead at this point what if a what if an adam sure comes over but again that's another guy that i think would probably go back to wwe over aew but Again, there's a guy that's out there that could possibly because you know EC3 is out there again in other companies. He's wrestling for NWA now, so you know you got to wonder if Adam Sure is going to pop up somewhere at some point too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely see Adam Sure going back to WWE, especially if Bray Wyatt goes. I think yeah. it'd be perfect, the perfect scenario to kind of put him with Eric Redbeard and Braun Strowman. That'd and, be kind of uh, cool. That'd be kind of cool to be honest. The, the Wyatt family in WWE. I think that would be some sort of tribute to Luke Harper would be, uh, that'd be kind of cool. I I honestly either put that in either company and I, I would love to see that. Yes, but that brings us to a close on this edition of the believe in pro wrestling podcast. We hope Rick Eugenio is proud of us holding down the (laughs) fort for the fearless leader. We didn't set anything on fire or did we, or did we, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're you're known for that, not me. Um, but Jeremy, <laughs> thank you as always. Let the people know where they can find you, good sir. Find me on the Twitter at JB Huskers. I'll be live tweeting. Uh, you know, I don't know if I'll be live tweeting SmackDown tomorrow's my birthday. I turned forty three. So yes. Uh, but actually, it's uh, it's kind of weird. This whole uh weekend of of fun and games i'm going to a concert from here and i got a party on saturday but i think friday actually is going to be a kind of a chill night so i might might be live tweeting smackdown we'll see what happens uh from there so follow me there otherwise uh, yeah i'll be live tweeting most of the shows on monday tuesday and wednesday as well so uh, have fun along with me and uh, give me a follow and and everybody in the in the chat join me and let's hit it 
a one, a two, a one, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Oh, no, I forgot I'm black. Remakes. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Yes, it is Jeremy's birthday. Thank you. Follow him at JB Huskers. Wish him a happy birthday tomorrow or just in a few hours if you're on the East Coast uh, for his birthday. He's a great guy, a great guy to talk wrestling with. So go over and follow him. Wish him a happy birthday. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at TrueHeelSP3. I'll be with uh, Rick Uccino and Dutch Mantel tomorrow on the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel reviewing SmackDown and AEW Rampage. And then Saturday, 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time, the True Hill Heat flagship podcast myself miss chrissy love will be joined by bad blood of bodyslam.net to talk about this week in wrestling johnny gargano's return cm punk and squashed by john moxley still can't believe that thunder rose's injury the backstage heat all that good stuff true heel eat true heel heat t-r-u-h-e-e-l-h-e-a-t follow us on all your favorite social media platforms for that as well and remember drop the thumbs up on this video share with your friends subscribe if you are new to the believe in pro wrestling podcast for the the ghost of rick uccino for the birthday boy jeremy bennett it is me it is me your true hill phenom sp3 and believe in pro wrestling Until next time, peace, y'all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.